I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Hello everyone, and welcome to 2021. This is Jedi Knights. I'm your host, Christian Buckley. This is the official Star Wars podcast for Joy Clicks. I am joined, as always, by my Chewy, Mike Connors. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, though I'm not sure who actually is hosting this podcast. Oh, excuse um, me, Grogu, what are you doing here? Whoa, <laughs> You're supposed Christian. to be with Master Luke. <laughs> I, it's amazing. Grogu has the same voice as you, Christian. I know. Well, the thing is, it's funny because um, obviously I'm under an NDA, but uh, over my break, I went into Lucasfilm and I recorded <laughs> uh, 80 years worth of uh, dialogue for Grogu. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm actually under an NDA, so uh, I went to Lucasfilm, and I'm about to break this NDA. And <laughs> but yeah, I got I got Grogu here too, so maybe he's got a brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next wave, honestly, man, what if like some alternate universe, Luke's entire Jedi Temple is just all Grogu's, like a bunch of the species. Yeah, that's like the um, that's like if Thanos used like what is it like the Time Stone or something mm-hmm. like that to like transport back into a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm messes with the timelines or something mm-hmm. well that's that's what it'd be yeah for sure well what a silly start to 2021 you know <laughs> uh this is the first official episode of jedi knights in the new year we got a new look i have a new at on everything mike <laughs> we got some new star wars merch over the break but first off how was your break how was your break in terms of star wars you know my break was good you know it's never you know, you never really get a break from Star Wars, right? It's, it always it always finds a way back into your life one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not like I was really trying to 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 not get any uh, any Star Wars in my life during the break, but you know, Christmas is always a Star Wars time. I feel like we've talked about that, Chris uh, Christian. Yeah. Um, like the holiday seasons, just warm and cozy. Snuggle up on the couch and watch, uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back and all that kind of stuff. But mm. yeah, I mean, um, other than that, it was good spending time with family and stuff safely with COVID and everything. And uh, yeah, I'm just happy to get back to it. This is our third calendar year, but we haven't been doing it for three years. Yeah, which is, it's still cool. It's, it's an exciting thing. I'm glad the show has been able to thrive and continue this long. Me um, too. How was your break? It was good. Mike, I had a very Grogu Christmas. I got so much Grogu merch, I'm telling you. Like, it's hard to see on my set, but back there, right in front of the Destiny ghost, and for those that don't know Destiny, it's next to Crash. Um, okay. I got the the little brickheads from Lego. I got the set of Grogu in the egg and Mando from Kayla, my girlfriend, and she was like, hey, the idea was we would get something we can do together, so she got me a Lego set. So we built the Legos together. Um, got this chunky bad boy right here, this Grogu that uh, stole my job as host. Uh, got a Grogu Christmas sweater. I got a Grogu calendar. I got a little like magnet shoulder buddy Grogu for when I eventually go to Galaxy's Edge. So very nice, very Star Wars of the year. <laughs> For sure. Um, the brickheads, how do you feel about those? I mean, like, are they complicated? Like, how long do they take? Because they seem small. I don't... Yeah, so I think... Um, they're about, like, three and a half inches tall each. Um, okay. I think each one was about 100 to 170 pieces. So it didn't take super long. I think for both of them together, it took us maybe a little under two hours. Um we were oh, like nice. passing back and forth, you know, taking turns building stuff. So 
um if you did like a speed run it would probably be like an hour <laughs> maybe but um yeah yeah what uh star wars media did you consume over the break if well any? you know not really any star like new star wars media i have to say but you talking about your lego brickheads does remind me of the fact that i splurged on myself and bought uh the lego a-wing starfighter um <clears throat> so if you can count that as media mm-hmm. uh that that would that would count maybe but uh so that was like 1700 pieces uh i had help with my from my mom my mm-hmm. sister which was fun but i'd say the majority of it like i did uh on my own that took a long time very um, nice but it looks it looks pretty cool uh you know sitting on my desk and everything so i'm pretty hyped about it nice nice i actually that reminds me also i got a um and you know how like there's the the helmets you can build out of lego yeah they're like the scale models i have a i got a boba fett one too that i'm saving for a rainy day um that's cool yeah there there was some star wars content that dropped over the break specifically disney gallery the mandalorian season two um right the which first, i still haven't watched mm-hmm. the first book in the higher public which we will we'll touch on these things later in the episode uh there were two other things i consumed star wars wise over break one was i rewatched the rise of skywalker sorry um because here's the thing i i was like hey it's been it's a year anniversary of the film i haven't watched it since theaters and i was like you know what i'll just give it another shot like there's been some revelations since the last time i watched it like palpatine revealed to be a clone um i gotta say not much has changed um i i was really saying some things in the first like 10 minutes because man i really forgot how much they're like oh you didn't like the last jedi never mind <laughs> in the first like 10 <laughs> minutes um but i i truly think everything after they meet up with lando it's still it's a fun star wars movie after that with some dumb choices in the plot but like whatever i can go along with it the ending i wish hit harder than it does but i think in terms of ending the skywalker saga a year out it's a fine ending but i i'm just ready for the new stuff at this point you know i think we had been talking christian about um Mm -hmm. you 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 went back and watched uh the review that you pat and i did yeah and uh we were we were we were praising it correct i wouldn't say praising but i i was I was much more positive on it, I think, because remember, when we did that review, it was like nine hours after we saw the movie. And like, That's true. We did it the morning after. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, um, I, I was surprised at how positive I was. I had similar complaints. Um, I feel like the things I don't like have become more like character choices since the original of like changing Ray's arc from anyone can be the hero and save the day to it doesn't matter who your family is i think that's the thing it's like well we've been there before with luke and vader and everything and the nobody arc was new i'm fine with her being a skywalker like i i never had an issue with that it's just the palpatine connection it's like eh, okay fine but yeah i i'm ready for the future i'm ready for more stuff um eventually i'd like to explore some of these characters again but i'm ready for the higher public which uh we'll get to we will get to it i you know it's one of those things christian that like i almost need to just like applaud you for uh like 
using your energy to like actually go into Disney Plus and click The Rise of Skywalker and sit there and watch it because like I'm thinking about that too like I don't know if I could like like I have better things to do you know like I almost like I could watch every single Star Wars movie like even the ones I don't think are better than the other ones but watching The Rise of Skywalker again for me at least mm-hmm. seems like a like 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 a painful task but it will happen at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I applaud you for doing it so soon. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> um, and as far as gallery is concerned, we can save that conversation for when you watch it eventually. Um, sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. But I also I started uh, Knights of the Old Republic on my Twitch account. So I played about five hours of it so far. I'm going to continue that on Friday. Um, probably pl- I'm skewing light side. Unfortunately, I know the twist. Um been playing a female version of the character she's a badass no nonsense i'm enjoying the the dialogue uh surprised at how like many options there are dialogue wise i know your character is not voiced but like the characters you're talking to do respond differently so i'm kind of surprised and uh i think it's it's i was expecting to not like it honestly but i'm i'm enjoying myself so far yeah, I mean, like, do do you still want to talk about it later? Because, uh, like, like later on in the episode, Christian, because I could, I have some thoughts about Kotor and everything. Um, we could do it now or later. Oh, up to you. Uh, we can do it now. I don't know if there's much I want to say about Kotor beyond this. So if you want to hit me with some well, thoughts, I guess Mike, it's not much of a thought, more than a question. It's just sure. like, what, what did, what, like, what surprised you about it? Like, why did you expect not to like it, and then like, why do you like it? I think the combat, um, I'm not a huge PC gamer, and I know that KOTOR and KOTOR 2 are pretty acclaimed PC games from this era. Uh, I know they released on Xbox and stuff, but uh, I I feel like the way I'm seeing it and interacting with it, it just makes sense to play it on a computer. Um, And for that reason, I was like, okay, I don't know how I feel about this, but it's essentially now listen i like some turn-based rpg combat in video games like persona or pokemon it's it's basically that like it's basically just turn-based combat which i was surprised by um and again this the dialogue options i love that mass effect you know peak bioware big fan of that so seeing the roots of that here i i really enjoy as well yeah i guess for me like kotor is just very it's like really early in the star wars like lucasfilm sort of like uh, like 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 genre of uh, not genre but just like vein of like of, of of making video games and everything it's super expansive for its time mm-hmm. uh, i also just like what it does to sort of build out like the old republic and everything and mm-hmm. it's a shame that you already know the twist but yeah. i guess everybody does yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah no i'm happy that you are liking it though yeah awesome and uh, i'll probably have it done by sometime in february i'd assume so we uh we can talk about a big spoiler talk later if you want but totally um break being concluded let's officially begin the show the way we normally do with the jedi archives uh where we pull a piece of lore from the sacred texts of wikipedia to educate each other and the audience on a piece of information canon or legends in star wars that we might not know so mike what is your first choice for 2021? Uh, so I actually picked a planet. Okay. I, I feel like we, we don't normally pick planets. We don't. Um, and right now I'm looking at the canon section, but I picked Conquered Dawn. Um, 
It's a planet located in the Conquer Dawn system. Within the Mandalore sector of the galaxy's outer rim territories, uh, the planet was devastated during one of the hundreds of wars it suffered, with roughly a third of its mass blast out as an asteroid-sized debris in its planetary orbit. Um, so uh, during the Empire, uh, this this here says that it was ruled by the Mandalorian protectors under the leadership of Fen Rao, and it's also famous as the home war- world of many elite warriors, including the, the bounty hunters Rako Hardeen and Jango Fett. So, yeah, very interesting stuff here. Um, it, it's it's interesting that it's like not technically like in like the Mandalore. Like Mandalore is a planet, right? So I would assume that it has its own system. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess this is located in the Conquered Dawn system, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure if that's close or not to Mandalore, but it seems different to me. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. And yeah, the way they've been expanding on Mandalore at least in Mandalorian and Clone Wars and stuff like that, it, it makes me feel like they're maybe exploring a little more of that just to flesh out that culture so we can maybe eventually get to a point where we explore the Mandalorian Wars. I hope so. It's a very interesting part of Star Wars lore that I hope we get to see more of. Mm-hmm. Would be very cool. Um, my pick to kick off 2021 is a character uh who will okay. most likely have a pretty big 2021 all right fennec shand nice magna when yeah specifically i want to highlight her early career under her biography section uh fennec okay. shand was a human female assassin who was active within the galaxy during the rise of the galactic empire during this time she encountered members of the elite clone commando squad clone force 99 also known as the bad batch She made a name for herself working as an elite mercenary for the Underworld's top crime syndicates, including the Hutt Clan. At some point in her career, she became wanted by the Imperial Secretary Bureau. So, uh, specifically I wanted to bring this up because we noticed, many people, the internet noticed, Fennec Shand is going to be in the Bad Batch show. Right. And after seeing her kick off successfully post-death in Season 1 of Mando... Uh, where we leave off with her and Boba, the book of Boba Fett this year, I really think 2021 might be a really killer year for Fennec Shan. I think so. Um, I'm pretty sure StarWars.com did a interview with Ming-Na Wen, and she was saying how, like, I guess she she lived near, like, Dave Filoni and stuff like that in Pennsylvania. I think we had talked about that. I think so, yeah. And, and how she, she was, like, really excited because she was saying how Dave Filoni is giving the character of Fennec Shand, like, such an opportunity in the Bad Batch to sort of, like, be expanded on and how, like, she was saying how she has, like, pretty, like, interesting background, like, rich history, and yeah, I, I'm wondering, like, how much of a role she's going to have in the Bad Batch TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Christian, but it's a, it's a good pick. I'm excited to see where her character goes. Yeah, I think as far as her role in that show is concerned, I could see her be a recurring character, um, potentially however many seasons Bad Batch ends up getting. I could see her pop around to the extent we see maybe someone like a Hondo, you know, just like okay. once in a while yeah. we have an adventure with her and we, we check in on her and see where she's going just to flesh out her timeline a little more. But um, yeah, I, I love Ming-Na Wen, so I'm excited to see more of her character this year. She's a badass for sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, why don't we wrap up Jedi Archives for the week and dig into 
the chunky chunkiness of this episode, which is some news, but specifically looking forward at 2021 in Star Wars. Yes, yes. Now, we're recording, well, we record the same day we, we released the show, so this is January 12th. As of yesterday, there was a pretty big shakeup in the world of Star Wars, specifically Star Wars games, because Lucasfilm recently announced that they're unifying their publishing efforts under Lucasfilm Games. Mm. Which is interesting, because, like, LucasArts, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, w- what happened to that? <laughs> well, I, I believe LucasArts was shuttered a while ago. Maybe pre-Disney purchase, I don't remember. But essentially, from the gist of this, is that Lucasfilm Games is going to be a publishing effort for Lucasfilm-owned IP. Uh, Star Wars falls under that camp, similar to how Marvel Games is in charge of Marvel from like Ultimate Alliance to the mobile games, the Avengers game, the PlayStation Spider-Man games. Similar role, just like a banner, essentially. You know, the fact that they're not going by the name LucasArts doesn't really make that much of a difference to me. It kind of makes sense from the standpoint of Disney. They kind of want to differentiate themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think also to a similar extent, LucasArts, in my mind... When I hear LucasArts, I specifically think of, like, their adventure games. I'm actually playing through, uh, last week on Twitch I did Sam and Max, which was LucasArts. This week I'm working on Monkey Island, which is also LucasArts. So, like, when I hear the name LucasArts, the original things they did stand out to me more than, like, oh, yeah, they published and developed KOTOR with BioWare. They did Force Unleashed. I think of their original IP more. So I, I could see distancing on that front, too, because... Most of those LucasArts IP are owned by different companies now. You know, it's it's one of those things that I think, like, I guess for me, when I think of LucasArts, I think more of, like, the Star Wars mm-hmm. media that they've produced. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, th- I, this is cool, though, because it shows that Disney is, like, actually putting more stock and, 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 and yeah, just more stock into the fact that, the, you know, these IPs are extremely uh, profitable when mm-hmm. you put them in video game form. <laughs> yeah. So... I thought what was interesting about this is that the trailer for StarWars.com and the official announcement of Lucasfilm Games included, um, I think, Galaxy of Heroes and the Scissor Reel, Jedi Fallen Order, Squadrons, Battlefront 2, but the Skywalker Saga Lego game as well, which is interesting because that is Traveler's Tales, which is owned by WB, not EA. So I, I'm wondering if this rebranding of Lucasfilm Games, as well as highlighting some of their games from different studios, might mean that there's a shifting of contracts going around and we can get, potentially sooner than later get more Star Wars games from other studios and publishers besides EA. Well, you know, that's one thing I did want to bring up with you, Christian, because uh, I think EA Games, uh, the contract that they have with Disney to use the Star Wars IP. Doesn't that end like next year in 2022 or something? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I know we've had this a conversation like this before and the last mm-hmm. thing I heard, I think might've been like 2018 or 19, Bob Iger on an investors meeting said like, I think this might've been 2018 actually. I, I think he said something to the effect of, hey, we're really pleased with how EA is handling Star Wars. So 
yeah, that's the last thing I heard. Again, that was a few years ago. I don't know if there was a renewal of a contract at that point or what, but yes. I hope that like more Star Wars games are coming from other developers. I think that, you know, Star Wars is something that should be adapted to, for video games. I think it does really well on that platform and just putting it under EA and just giving it to EA seems sort of limiting in that sense. Mm -hmm. I see what you mean by like Lego stuff, like the Lego games, but those have always been traveler's tales. Right. Like like for like going back to to like Lego Star Wars 1, mm -hmm. right? Um, right. So, like, it makes me think that that might just be an exception, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know what, like, I, I haven't read, like, the agreements. I don't even know if they're public. They're probably not. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what sort of separate deal Lego might have with Lucas Lucasfilm mm -hmm. to do these sorts of things. But I I would say that it's more likely than not they'll just keep giving it to EA. Sure. Um, just because EA is like a big name, mm -hmm. uh, they have a lot of power. Uh, but I would like to see them bring the IP to other developers. Yeah, and potentially we could see some results of this again sooner than later because this rebranding was announced yesterday. Mm -hmm. And earlier today, the first official announcement from Lucasfilm Games. Wait, yes. Before you, before you get to that. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that Darth Revan, they put a big emphasis on Darth Revan in the sizzle reel? I did. I noticed that. What's up with that? I don't know. Maybe we get a remaster or something. Maybe we recanonize the games. I don't know. Just saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it's, it's good that you bring that up because I think we could maybe see an announcement this year that could lead to expanding this beyond EA, maybe. Or maybe just another EA game. But Because today we did it see that lucasfilm games first announced project is an indiana jones game that is being developed by machine games who is owned by bethesda machine games specifically is the team that made the wolfenstein reboots so they got the nazi killing down they just got to get the adventure gaming right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um so i think that's fun this isn't an indiana jones podcast but you know the lucas property i think that's an exciting idea that's potentially xbox's answer to uncharted on playstation you know i think it's fun no totally i think um i think it's totally fair for us to talk about indiana jones because it yeah. is under the lucas arts uh not lucas arts but lucas film mm -hmm. um so therefore like to me to me indiana jones and star wars are like sort of on the same level yeah uh in, in terms of like nostalgia factor and everything mm-hmm I didn't know Machine Games specifically did the Wolfenstein games, which is good to know coming from the fact that they're making Indiana Jones. I'm just excited to see another Indiana Jones game. Mm -hmm. I, I played, I played, I forget which one I played, but I played the crap out of one mm -hmm. uh, for the original Xbox. Mm -hmm. And um, those games have a lot of potential. They're really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I love Indiana Jones. So. <laughs> yeah, if this ends up being tied down to Xbox, which I think it might, um, this between this and like the potential of maybe like the new bethesda starfield being tied to xbox and whatever else they're doing might make me go in on a series s or something i don't know yeah but in terms of what this means for uh you know star wars and, and lucas lucasfilm games now uh, going to different developers to to produce um star wars games i i don't know what that means i like i said i think it's more likely that you know ea keeps the ip mm -hmm. um well, because you know Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm has other intellectual property like Indiana Jones and stuff. So yeah, so um, it's it's a fair thing to speculate on. I don't know the immediate answer for Star Wars. Um, 
if I could throw a dream out there and we want to continue it with EA, uh, I, I did notice this with Old Republic when I've been playing it. I think there's a lot of potential, and I hinted at this earlier, I think there is a lot of potential to recanonize the Old Republic beyond, you know, the Clone Wars connections through a new RPG, but it's set during the Mandalorian Wars to flesh that Interesting. out. Interesting. Because I, I don't, I can't imagine with how crazy, at least what I know, KOTOR and KOTOR 2 get with the lore, I can't imagine they'd even do close to a one-to-one -one translation to the new canon, but how much they love the Mandalorians, I could totally see an RPG about the Jedi versus the Mandalorians in the Old Republic to sort of reintroduce that time period. Yeah, you know, people have been saying, like, oh, like, redo Knights of the Republic or, like, take that and, like, recanonize it in some way. And it's like, I feel like I'd be fine with, like, a remaster mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and just leave it at that. We don't even have to canonize it. Yeah, I agree. But, like, just take some of the same ideas i guess and, and take the time period and maybe try to weave those into a new project i'd be down to see that and the idea that you have for studying it uh you know during the mandalorian civil wars just would make sense considering all the other mandalorian stuff that they've been doing yeah. uh recently so that's that's a that's a hell of a dream christian oh yeah like the second i like in those early hours they talk a lot about mandalore and i'm like ooh, there's potential here yeah yeah um you know what else has a lot of potential what's that jedi fallen order i played this bad boy at a ps4 pro it it chugged it was having some issues of course it did i think it wait, wait wasn't it still like one of the top selling games of 2020 right i don't know i, I might have been for 2020 i don't know keep talking i'll figure it out okay so officially finally um a lot of game developers have been releasing patches and updates for their games that came out on xbox one and ps4 to make them have improvements run better look better on ps5 and xbox series s and x uh today it has been confirmed i don't know if it's been released yet but it has been confirmed that jedi fallen order is getting a next-gen update that is free for owners of the base game on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S, and X. All three versions will allow for a 60 FPS mode that runs at 1440p, which is better than 1080, not quite 4K, um, as well as allowing 4K on the Xbox Series X, but it will be a locked 30 frames per second. You know that's fine i think like when you get to those higher resolutions and everything it starts to degrade the quality of like how like fast the frames are and everything but like yeah so correct me if i'm wrong if i since you own like a, the, a copy on the ps4 if you went and bought a ps5 you would just get a copy for the ps5 yeah so i'd be able to download my copy and whenever the patch is out there i'd be able to download the update and then it would treat the game as if it were a ps5 game and have the that's improvements awesome. listed here so that is very cool I, I think that's great because this game like i looked it up and i couldn't find where i where i got that information by the way mm -hmm. i don't know if it's the top game of 2020 i wouldn't be surprised if it was mm -hmm. but like yeah i think this is one of the best like star wars games to ever come out period agreed and this only just expands that opportunity for people to play it right and expands the opportunity for people to play it as it was originally intended mm -hmm. i didn't have those issues that i know jack had those issues he talked about on this podcast mm -hmm. you had those issues you just said 
um, because I played it on a PC. But now with everybody getting these next gen next gen consoles, I think that it gives them a good opportunity to actually get their feet wet in these sort of things. Mm-hmm. It's a good marketing strategy for Lucasfilm because they're getting more people to actually do this uh, to play this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's good all around. Mm-hmm. I I agree. Uh, I'm right there with you on it being one of the best. Like thinking back to our review for the podcast and my final thoughts on the game, like really the only issues i had with it was occasionally it was the performance like i i thought cal was like a fine character and Mm. i like if i want to nitpick i feel like he could have had a little more depth to him but like other than that i really think the only issue with the game was that occasionally it would chug uh be a little framey like you know just visual issues um which could impact gameplay but yeah, Jedi Fallen Order, I'm excited to see it running 60 frames and a good resolution because that game is fantastic and I can't wait for the sequel. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things I know a lot of people have issues with the story and everything. I personally didn't. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be cool to see, you know, this actually like run well for people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. And this is probably a nice stopgap for like, okay, replay the game this year and then maybe we'll announce and tease a sequel in 2022 so um yeah i guess it was since we're on the topic mm-hmm. when do you think we're going to see some sort of announcement because or here two-part question do you think a sequel is inevitable and if so like when do you think that we'll see something coming? so i i don't know if a sequel is announced officially or if it was rumored that a sequel was greenlit but i think a sequel is inevitable um because respawn i think is on fire right now and with ea they're probably like i don't because i think dice might be a little iffy with their fans recently too with like battlefield 5 but respawn has been all killer since titanfall 2 i think i haven't played titanfall 1 but titanfall 2 is a 10 apex legends is the best battle royale out there imo and jedi fallen order is the best star wars game so like they're killing it (laughs) yeah I think we could get a, let's say a teaser. I could see a teaser this year, potentially. That's interesting. I think, yeah, I think we're going to get some sort of official announcement one way or another on this, mm-hmm. this year. I, I think maybe we get like a, a CG trailer of just like Cal on a city street or something. And then we get a Jedi, Star Wars Jedi something. Yeah. And then it's like coming holiday 22 or 2023. Like a last... Like a last minute like shot of him like igniting its lightsaber and it cuts to black or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, I think we, if we get anything on that front this year, it's that. Uh, what about you? Do you think the same thing? Um, yeah, I think I think you're totally spot on with this. I think it's inevitable. They've just been respawn and it's just been like killing it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I'm not. I don't know if cinematic trailer or something like that is going to be something we see. Uh, but I do think we're going to get some news on it this year sure 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 um speaking of getting news on future projects we do have two updates on the upcoming star wars films for this decade which was a weird way to describe this but star wars news net was like we know this three star wars movies come in this decade and i was like that is gonna stick with me for the rest of my life i don't know why yeah no that's crazy that there are only three yeah because if you think about it last decade the 2010s we had three oh no we had five because the spinoffs but whatever yeah. um 
let's start with uh, Patty Jenkins, Rogue Squadron, because this is the next movie. Okay. Uh, in an interview, I forget the outlet, but Chris Pine, based, it was, it's very minimal. Chris Pine was talking about Wonder Woman 84, which is Patty Jenkins' recent film. Reception on it has been pretty mixed. Uh, I'm not worried about Rogue, Squ- Rogue Squadron at all. I think she's still a good director. Um, Chris Pine said that Patty Jenkins discussed the story of Rogue Squadron with him. And he said, I have nothing to comment on about my involvement, but the story mm-hmm. uh, was really, really good, and he seemed impressed by it. So, Yeah, I think Chris Pine's in Star Wars, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can see him, like, I can, I can see him playing, like, an X-Wing pilot, can't you? Yeah, like, I mean, in in wonder woman he's a he's a world war one pilot you yeah, know like he fits right. that role fine he's goddamn captain kirk yeah exactly like, he flies the enterprise he could he could he could pilot an x-wing yeah and i think like i love chris pine and i'm not a huge star trek guy i like the newer movies they're they're fun i would like to see chris pine in another big role like that um i i can't see him do anything with marvel personally but I think Star Wars, he could fit in well. Even if, honestly, he doesn't even have to be a human. Make him in, like, an alien X-Wing pilot, that'd be dope. Yeah, I mean, I think they've proven the fact that, like, they could definitely make... Like, the prosthetics are, like, mad good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they could pull it off. Mm-hmm. And I love Chris Pine. I mm-hmm. think he's a great actor. Um, I haven't watched Wonder Woman 1984. I've heard some, like, pretty bad things about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, from most of the reviews that I've, like, seen about it and everything, everybody is celebrating Chris Chris Pine as, like, doing a very good job, which doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not super familiar with Patty Jenkins, to be honest with you. I haven't seen either of the Wonder Woman movies. They don't really appeal to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the idea for, like, a Rogue Squadron movie is a really great idea um and i'm excited for it man like mm-hmm. i don't know i won't even say prove me wrong because i don't even i don't even have a negative outlook on it to begin with sure i think granted i haven't seen 84 yet but i really really like the first wonder woman i think it's one of the stronger dc movies i know it's not like a high bar but i i it's one of my favorites honestly and i think in some ways it does the captain america one gimmick of like a fish out of water better than captain america one so i think there's some really good strengths to the first wonder woman movie and i think patty patty jenkins direction is one of those strengths so i would imagine 84 just became like a little too hands-on studio stuff the way some other dc movies have gotten so i i'm not worried about her at all touching star wars i'm excited for her to be in star wars the only thing that bothers me and, and not bothers me but rather worries me about rogue squadron is like is this going to be sort of just like alphabet squadron for for the big screen <laughs> like you know what i mean sure like yeah. is it is it just going to be the same thing but like just just sort of like translated for a wider audience um mm-hmm. i don't know if that, that not saying that would be a bad thing i just I, like the, the name rogue squadron makes me think it's not going to be just like purely cent- centered around one character i could be completely wrong mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's just something that came to my mind right now i guess i'm not sure, sure. I, I can see that i, I could see that be what we end up getting um a little more unknown though kevin feige's star wars project kevin feige for listeners who don't know the name uh heavily involved basically the godfather of the mcu 
he is the one whose office looks like the the meme of charlie day from always sunny like the the strings everywhere it's like all the connections plotting out 10 years down the road he's the guy in charge of that for marvel um i I think in 2019 it was announced that he'd be producing a star wars film um some people are assuming that based on the pattern of announcements on like directing and stuff like that uh patty jenkins movie is the 2023 movie taika is 25 and then kevin feige's star wars is 27 um we have more comments from him specifically about his project uh through an interview with collider uh he was directly asked are you involved with lucasfilm in any way beyond your movie and he said not at all which honestly i kind of believe because the mcu I feel like has a lot of work right now more than it almost ever has because they're retiring a lot of heroes they just got all these fox characters they got to set up the x-men they got to set up all these like 30 disney plus shows like his his duty for marvel is stacked right now i don't think he's going to take on another franchise sure i but we have to also remember that this is 2027 we're talking about sure sure like right like so sure i think kept like I see where you're coming from, but not to throw a wrench in your your idea or anything. If he was so busy with Marvel and everything, why is he producing a Star Wars movie? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, so I think, I think he's not, I think people might have a misconception and this is just my like speculation, but I think people might have a misconception that Kevin Feige is going to be like the next, like he's going to be like pulling the strings of like the entire like Star Wars Mm -hmm. cinematic universe and stuff like that. The way that he's done with Marvel. I don't think that's true. I think he's probably going to have a hand in it because he's so like he he, he has a skill set of like managing these huge franchises, right? Mm-hmm. And if that's the way that they're going to go with Star Wars, I think it's pretty it's like why wouldn't Disney use their own talent to help them sort of like mold this? Now is he going to be like behind every single like every single every single um a star wars movie like kathleen kennedy is i don't think so but i think like he's going to have a bit more of a hand in it than he says he is now mm-hmm. um that's just what i think i think he's just got way too much experience way too much skill for disney to sort of like throw that away and not use it with this i think more likely than anything it's like kathleen kennedy and like you know dave filoni that are focusing on like like really pulling the strings and sort of like connecting things um yeah that's my thought on it at least yeah i i see far too often uh the the you know like the misogynists be like oh kathleen's done she's done in hollywood like she's not been operating for like 30 years as like one of the most successful producers like kevin feige's not replacing her i think if he does have a bigger role i do think it's more in line with what you're saying i think that potentially maybe he could orchestrate a three-part overarching story to a trilogy maybe that gets fleshed out in between with some shows and then like i I could see something on that level you know not like a 20-year plan like the mcu but with star wars not at all i think it could be smaller scale but um yeah i i could see a world where he's involved slightly beyond just one film for sure yeah i mean i guess it just makes me think like what goes into creating what the mcu is now right that takes so much organization like so much like 
so much management of like so many different people and so many different departments and like i'm sure i'm sure that guy is working all the time mm -hmm. he's got such a unique skill set mm -hmm. like i don't under i don't see why disney wouldn't have him like have a hand in these things mm -hmm. the people who look at kathleen kennedy are and are like oh she's done are morons because <laughs> because she's yeah. like you said they she's done like hit after hit after hit for like 30 years yeah. and and like yeah like she had like a few flops but like more often than not like she comes out on top yeah like she she's got a head on her shoulders like those people are are, are ridiculous but like yeah i think i think i think we're both on the same page here with kevin feige mm -hmm. um, for sure uh what we do know though which i think is interesting and i think we had a feeling this would happen um, there are rumors, and in, in an interview with Variety, he was asked about this, uh, and he was like, so this leaked, we haven't said one way or the other on it. That was his response, I believe. Um, the writer for his project is Michael Waldron, again, reportedly, who is the sh writer of the upcoming Loki series on Disney+, Plus, as well as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is being directed by Sam Raimi. So, um... Michael Waldron, I believe, is a new get for the MCU. I don't recognize the name, so clearly he impressed Feige, so he's getting put on Star Wars. Yeah, it's one of those things I don't really have much to say about this because I haven't heard the name since now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. It's weird what we're in this space, right? Like Kevin Feige, he knows like like how good loki is like mm -hmm. he knows like how mind-boggling like dr strange's multiverse of madness is that like he probably trusts this guy to like take star wars and we're just sitting here like yeah i haven't seen it yet <laughs> you know like yeah. um so and like I'm, I'm looking him up right now like he worked on rage i i don't know what that is but like i'm excited i i'm sure he's got it i'm sure he's very creative <laughs> so i can i can throw this out there as someone who is pretty invested in the mcu as well and keeps tabs on we have a marvel podcast on joy clicks too if you didn't know like i'm in on both um i know but it's good that the it's good that you're plugging yeah <laughs> loki and doctor strange 2 both look like they're dealing with like interdimensional multiverse things weird uh worlds between worlds perhaps so i'm wondering if Fuggy's movie might delve into that a little more and then that's why he's grabbing this guy who's writing two stories about the, the multiverse and stuff like that you know and i i'll throw this out there too we don't have to touch on this because this is a capital r a rumor but i saw <laughs> recently it was thrown around that one robert downey jr is being eyed to play <laughs> live action thrawn so like again if you want to talk about recruiting mcu talent for kevin feige's movie maybe it's a world between worlds movie about theron i don't know i don't know man i don't know <laughs> like like i know it's a capital r rumor yeah i'm not sure how i feel about that I, one. I i personally i think it's funny and fun but like i don't think that will happen yeah i don't even think that he'd be really good for the role to be honest yeah like i know he's he's been the tony stark forever at this point but like he's a good actor still I, i'm sure he could do a, a fine job at thrawn but i i think like that's so far away too that like are we really still going to be go going in on thrawn in the year 2027 like how much unknown <laughs> is there going to be about him by then you know 
True. I mean, don't put it past Disney, though. Man. Yeah, no, like, for sure. Um, I, I, we don't know, like, what the Ahsoka... Like, I'm sure the Ahsoka TV show is going to go more into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, he was name-dropped and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if you want to yeah. lean into that, we got some rumors in the Force as well. So, I figured we... I think this was our segment at one point, well, so we can bring it up. One thing I did want to bring up, just because I'm looking at uh, Michael Waldron's IMDb. Uh, he did... He was a producer on Rick and Morty. Okay. For six years, so multiverse again. Uh, that's what I. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, rumors in the forest this week. Uh, you brought up the Ahsoka show. I know Kessel Run Transmissions, the uh, the podcast in the Star Wars community that has broken some stories in the past, uh, has some info on the Ahsoka show. We won't go through all of it because it. I probably bet this is real. Um, they predicted some Mando stuff. But it seems that the Ahsoka show is being looked at and produced and written as a sister-slash-sequel show to Rebels. Sabine's going to be there. Thrawn is going to be involved. And that those are the biggest things that I saw. Yeah. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. People were speculating that maybe the Mandalorian would sort of turn into Rebels 2.0, mm-hmm. like the sequel to Rebels. Um, but with all the TV shows that they announced and everything, it did seem as though if any of them were going to be a sequel to Rebels, it would be Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, and just in terms of you know what what the Mandalorian set up and everything, uh, for those who like, you know, spoiler alert for Rebels, but like Ezra and Thrawn go missing at the end, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's an un unanswered thing that I would would you know i'd be surprised if disney didn't try to do something like that yeah i i agree so i i think that's likely to be explored there um more than anything else maybe that is one of the triggering points that starts up this uh event that they were teasing between rangers ahsoka and mando we'll see but um i won't be surprised when that happens so do you think we're gonna get um gosh what's his name the guy who like was was trolling everybody on the internet Rahul Kohli? That, yeah man i hope i i hope by the like by 2023 i want him to be in either a marvel or star wars property badly yo he just looks way too familiar like similar to ezra for them not to use him yeah i i think he'd be great and we've seen with star wars more than many other things that like fan casting can work you know Oh, for sure. I mean, I, didn't that happen with Rosario Dawson? It did, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, great. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what that becomes. But more immediately, we have some things to look at in 2021 when it comes to Star Wars. So we're going to run through what is officially confirmed and what we expect in the world of Star Wars this year. Now, Mike, I'm looking at this list. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that 2021 is a light year for Star Wars? Because I don't. I just feel like it's a different year. Yeah. I think, you know, if we want to, like, bring it back just a little bit, mm-hmm. I think this whole this whole conversation needs to start on the, like, the presumption that, like, when we talk about, like, Star Wars, like, what we are talking about has changed like it's no longer movies and movies only Mm -hmm. and the occasional book or comic book right Right. the occasional video game 
it's like it's just going to be tv from now on essentially mm -hmm. with the occasional movie yep. right and you know as this starts to regress i think like it, it like star wars is going to feel different for us mm -hmm. now looking at like this list there is a lot of stuff are there any movies no but is there a lot of stuff yeah because because it's it's all changing like the way that we need to think about like star wars media is changing um fundamentally and i agree i think it's a lot of stuff mm -hmm. just in different way well said um kicking off all of that the first thing that's new for star wars is already out this year and that is light of the jedi which is kicking off the high republic era yes um, we have both begun reading this book we'll We'll dedicate a bigger conversation to our impressions and thoughts for next week's episode, just to like give some more time for people who might have not gotten the book at long, uh, when it came out. Both of us are still working on it, so um, we'll we'll talk more about Light of the Jedi next week. But Light of the Jedi is the beginning of the High Republic, and I I still I think it's baffling that they start a brand new era five days into a new year which i think is just good vibes and is probably a good signal for what's happening this year yeah you got to think they did that on purpose right yeah of course and yeah it, it now that we know that the high republic is not just going to be like books and tv shows it's also going to include the acolyte which is an announced tv show um they're definitely trying to set good vibes mm -hmm. they're they're definitely trying to prepare star wars fans for hey like there's gonna be a lot of stuff happening mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. and i think that you know i watched the announcement trail the announcement uh like hour-long thing that they did for the high republic and charles soul did talk about how like they are have already like three phases of this sort of like set out mm -hmm. um and this is only like the first phase mm -hmm. and that this this whole plan that they have goes into 2022 so yeah i think we're gonna see throughout 2021 just like like drops of just things coming out um and yeah i'm just excited yeah i am too um what i've read so far i really enjoy um from the people i know who have finished the book already seems like it's pretty good seems like it's a really awesome setup uh there's a few tiktok star wars creators that i follow that are like really excited about it i haven't watched a lot of the content because i'm like i want to preserve it for what i'm done but uh everything i've been seeing is really really positive and i'm so excited to finish this book um mike i know you got a, a very nice edition of it do you want to show it off for the viewers i was i was literally getting it yeah so uh this actually came today so great timing i've been reading it on my kindle mm -hmm. but i had um you know ordered the special edition uh, let me see if i get this in frame correctly yep the special edition of light of the jedi mm -hmm. uh, i'm pretty sure this is still available i got it on out of print which is the only place that was doing it it's got like exclusive cover art which is like really cool mm -hmm. i think that's the nile which is the which are the villains um and then it's also just for the funsies signed that's awesome by charles soul and it also comes with socks let's say we are all the republic on it and a pin very very nice that's a nice pin it's a very nice pin. oh it's it's a great pin yeah i mean i'm pretty hyped about it let's mm -hmm. just put it that way yeah um but yeah mm -hmm. i i have the basic hardcover version still it's a nice book i oh, yeah. 
I'm very stoked. I got some nice Amazon gift cards for Christmas. I think like three quarters of that is just going to go towards pre-ordering the rest of the higher public books. This year. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was going to ask you, like, are we, are we collecting these now, Christian? Like... I, I think so, Mike. Cause like, <laughs> listen, I'm not, I'm not going to go in deep on everything. Like as of right now, there's a comic book that kicked off. I'm going to wait for that to have a few issues before I see the consensus on it but i am i like me some comics so um i'm gonna get through this book i think i'm absolutely gonna do into the dark which is claudia gray's book that comes out in february considering how much i love master and apprentice and her writing style i'm excited to see her explore that again a familiar relationship between a jedi master and a padawan in the unknown regions of the higher public i think it's a really cool concept so both yes. of those books i can't wait for light of the jedi is already out um available now into the dark is hitting february 2nd i think and it is being positioned as a mid-grade reader i'm familiar with the level being referred to as ya novels but um that's what it is and higher public or sorry light of the jedi and then june i believe is getting the rising storm which is going to be the second adult reader book. So just like, it's probably like bigger words. I don't know how they differentiate these. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think uh, The Rising Storm, that is Kevin uh, Scott. I think that's the guy who's writing that. And he is the he's the writer behind um, the High Republic comic book series. Yeah, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think Kevin Scott also wrote alphabet squadron is that right no 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 okay. i why i can't alexander freed thank you thank you okay wrote alphabet squadron um but yeah i think like i'll probably buy all of like the like uh, i don't want to say like adult books but like well, yeah that's I guess the way I... they're calling it in the blog post you know <laughs> i guess yeah i i mean i think i think like at some point honestly i'll probably read like a test of courage just mm -hmm. because why not like yeah. um i'm sure it's an easy read like i'll probably read the the young adult ones the mid-grade ones whatever the heck they're calling them and like yeah I, I i but but for the ones that i'll buy and purchase and collect i'll probably just do like the main like adult ones mm -hmm. um, but i'm definitely down to collect them i i, I want to i kind of just want to build my library <laughs> yeah i gotta do that now that i'm like out of college i need to own like books you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you gotta look smart, even though you don't read them, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I have a library. What what Star Wars book you want? <laughs> right. Um, so I think as of right now, in terms of the novels, that's all that's been announced for releases and titles and authors for the High Republic this year. Again, there's also a graphic novel that was announced. Okay. Um, graphic novel, comic books. Uh, I think there's some golden books like the child ones um those are going to be releasing as well in between the big big novels um so it is the year of the higher public i don't think there's any other way to describe it but uh we will follow up on that with each major release yes another thing dropping this year was supposed to drop last year lego star wars the skywalker saga is going to be hitting sometime in the first half of this year um mike i know you mentioned you heard of a potential leak 
Yeah, so um, I follow this Lego channel on YouTube, MNR Productions, and I was watching one of his like Ask MNR videos today, actually, and he had said that people in the Lego community had seen like this poster that may had that had May thirty first as the date that the Lego Skywalker saga is coming up, uh, out. But he sort of expressed skepticism uh, about that, saying that it hasn't been confirmed and that, you know, some people think that that might just be a placeholder date. And I haven't seen anything like that myself, so take that with a grain of salt. But, uh, yeah, I know that we know for certain that it's coming, or not for certain, but at least what they've said, that they said, you know, the first part of 2021. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I would say, I'd say this is probably one of, if not the most like the, the thing that i'm like most excited for for sure yeah we, we've touched on this before it's it seems like it's exciting because it's reinventing um the lego formula as a whole and it, it's fitting that they're doing that with lego star wars which was the big first like ip based lego game ever that kicked off the lego game craze so that's that's fun it's cool that they're reinventing that everything they've shown so far the very little amounts of footage they've shown all look fantastic. So yeah. I'm also looking forward to this as well. I'll be there whenever it drops. Yeah, I think, um, you know, they said the first part of 2021. I think I've said it on the podcast before. They should just do May 4th at this point. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that makes sense. You know, like we got some some heavy hitters coming out pretty soon. Um, May is probably a good place for this, you know, and I, whatever... I'm sure we're going to get a wave two of the higher public announced in May on May the 4th and maybe a trailer or two, but um, I think that's fitting. May May 4th is also a Tuesday. Don't games usually come out on Tuesdays? Tuesdays or Fridays. So yeah, there we yeah. go. Good eye. Um, <laughs> another thing that I believe is confirmed for this year, the Bad Batch. Now, I think that is confirmed, yeah. Now, Mike... I'm very, very excited for this show, mm -hmm. as we've established, because I just think the concept of the Bad Batch is awesome. It's basically the Ninja Turtles. It's cool. Yeah. Like, and it's it's basically season eight of Clone Wars. It's immediately after the Rise of the Empire, like starting with the Fast Galactic Empire. Like, we're, we're starting there, you know, which I think is super exciting because we've never seen that perspective, at least from content I've consumed, from the Imperial side right um yeah i think that in, in the trailer that they showed um probably a few weeks ago we saw that you know uh that that scene of of all the people in coruscant watching emperor palpatine make his infamous speech mm -hmm. um and yet yeah, does seem like clone wars season eight which is like exactly why i'm excited for it mm -hmm. um because it's like you said it's going to be interesting to see this from the empire's perspective and um i guess i like bring some questions into my mind of whether or not like they like like so so are, are they going to be doing stuff for the empire i guess like during this time i don't know i'm i think episode one might be another order 66 scene i think we could see how they respond to it because they may or may not have inhibitor chips <laughs> since they have deviated from the the prime dna coding of Django fett like the other clones so that's my speculation on it i think it's going to be interesting to explore that i think they could be floaters of like we're just taking jobs you know like i could see in the first half of the season they're really tied into the empire like basically being some mercs or bounty hunters <laughs> and
and then yeah. maybe there's a, a job they get hired to do that kind of falls apart or like they find a jedi they liked and they're like hey we don't want to kill you and then that gives them a change of heart to be more like maybe a little more uh altruistic than just pure mercenaries i don't know but, yeah i mean we already saw like we talked about this earlier in the episode as well like we saw fennec shan and stuff like that so maybe part of it is like you know they get recruited by fennec or like or something like that mm -hmm. um and they have to go on some sort of adventure mm -hmm. but yeah what makes me wonder whether or not they have inhibitor chips mm -hmm. <laughs> and i'll say this too i think it makes a lot of sense for if whenever this is ready it would be awesome if we replicate the sort of hype and success of season seven of clone wars and we kick this off like towards the end of february depending on if it's ready because if it is i would i think it would be a great way to again parse out the star wars content with mandalorian wrapping up in december end of january to maybe april we get bad batch may 4th hits we get a bunch of new content announced and then we have a summer of more books and then in the fall we get the new shows totally not to be a dubby down or anything like that or uh anyway do you think that it's this already january mm -hmm. that it may be a little bit too soon for them to release something in february um yeah i i mean i'd be open to march as well i think like spring would be a good time for this like starting again similar to clone wars or maybe just end of march even mid-march i think sooner than later would be really good for bad batch because there's a ton of star Wars, or sorry a ton of marvel content coming to disney plus and i think they haven't really double up doubled up on original shows they like airing at the same time too often so i'd be interested to see where they'd place this in with the marvel schedule but i hope it's soon yeah i hope it is soon as well um it makes me yeah thinking about it too like the mandalorian they were pretty pretty uh like like they, they didn't release a trailer until like a month before it came out so mm -hmm. fair point um speaking of trailers i think in this hypothetical timeline where bad batch hits before may 4th may 4th i think we're gonna get like i said new higher public announcements but i also think there's a chance we get official like narrative trailers for cassian and or, or sorry and or and or kenobi <laughs> and or uh no yeah i think um kenobi i'm not sure about but definitely andor mm -hmm. um i just don't know how far they are in kenobi honestly yeah well we know they're shooting right now like they're shooting kenobi um like like as we speak no, I'm just kidding. yeah i mean yeah maybe <laughs> um so like i could see a teaser you know like even just like him standing on tatooine or something and it's like him in costume i think we could get something along those lines i think regardless we will see a thing from these shows this year maybe not may 4th but at some point we will see footage that we will be watching in 2022 okay yeah i think um yeah you're probably right i'm, I'm not sure what we'll see mm -hmm. it probably won't be that you know intensive or you know it probably won't show that much but yeah i you're probably right we'll probably get something to chew on mm-hmm we're gonna have I think but I do but I do think Andor is more likely. Sure. We do have 
a nice prime rib to chew on this year though because we're getting the book of boba fett beginning in december um i think i don't know if they've given a date in december but it is december this is the feast this mm-hmm. is the feast mm-hmm. now i am still inclined to believe that the book of boba fett is a mini series that will be have some flashbacks to how he survived the sarlacc pit i think it'll really flesh out what his main goal is now in the mando timeline and i think it will lead into mando season three which is as of right now still announced to release episode one christmas that's what they've said that could be literal that could be figurative they did drop gallery on christmas this year but mando's starting this year probably just one episode and then book of boba fett i think will conclude in the month it starts i think you're right um that the book of boba fett's a miniseries mm-hmm. um they said december i think you're probably right as well that it's just going to lead up to season three Mm-hmm. of the mandalorian um yeah i mean i i think i think if and this is going to be what we really chew on this year like you said like mm-hmm. this is this is like the big kahuna like mm-hmm. we're gonna get like some serious book of boba fett action in 2021 and that's exciting i i don't i i, I almost hope that it's not like a, a full series like i hope that it's just limited um mm-hmm. because i don't think like I think they can overdo it in a way, you know. Um, yeah. And I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if that's something that I'm looking for in Boba, F- like for Boba Fett. I feel like with him, use him sparingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a fair expectation. Um, I could see a world where if this series blows up and gets really popular, we do another limited series with him. Like I, I think we could explore that aspect, <laughs> but I don't think this is going to be a locked in like they sign for like four seasons or anything like that. Um, I want to ask you this, Mike, because we know uh, we are 12 days into 2021. Vaccines exist. Yeah. By December, because again, we got to wait a long time this year for the big, big Star Wars content with Boba Fett and Mando. Do you think there's a world where if those rumors about season two of Mando were true with the John Favreau episode, the shot in IMAX rumored to be meant to release and premiere in theaters do you think that by december covid being okay they would try to replicate that with either the book of boba fett premiere or finale or the mando season three premiere so do you think mando season two episode one was supposed to be premiered in theaters Is that's that what the I'm rumor getting? was that's what was the there was a rumor that that was the reason Favreau directed it that was the reason there were imax shots that mm. was the reason it felt so large scale is because they wanted to premiere it in theaters interesting i hadn't heard of that okay so it makes it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and if that was really like the route that they were trying to go down i don't see why not if covid is you know if we if we reach herd immunity mm-hmm. or whatever what it, I, don't, I don't know what the scientific term is but yeah i think if because the vaccine exists uh I, I, it's a touchy subject i don't know like mm-hmm. if if you and i you know as as 20 year olds with like i, I don't think you know I, there are people in front of me let's just put it that way exactly um, well like because i think <laughs> the timelines make it so like most people should be good by june at least having it beginning so like 
come December, because I know there's speculation again recently that Disney might release Black Widow on Disney Plus. That's like really heating up. So I could just if theaters are mostly safe again, because I know theaters are still operating right now for some reason. If in December theaters are mostly normal again, do you think something like The Return of Boba Fett might be something they position to be a theater release to really grab that December Star Wars movie theater experience? I I don't know because like mm-hmm. that means that they'd have to have already planned that out now. Yeah. And like we just have no idea what December is going to look like. Yeah. If that's true about season two, episode one, they probably spent way too much money on that <laughs> to just to just release it on Disney Plus. Like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I, I think they would be taking like a pretty big gamble if that's the case. And then you also have to wonder, post COVID, are people gonna want to go to the movie theater like so sure. soon? Sure. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like there are just a lot of unknowns that it's unlikely, but that is cool that they if true like i didn't know i didn't know that that was the plan for season two episode one Mm -hmm. Um, rumored rumored plan but yeah uh, yeah. rumored plan but it would be cool Mm -hmm. for sure i just don't know how likely it is yeah man because like i i could honestly the more we talk about it i didn't even realize like with the character of boba fett if you have like an hour long because if it's a mini series i could think the episodes could be longer like if you have an hour long premiere of a star wars project called the book of boba fett and star wars loves december releases i like that seems like a lot of money on the table so like even if it's not <laughs> shot for theaters i could see a world you know like game of thrones did that too did they like why how come i don't know about this yeah it's like it's usually either the premiere or the finale sometimes for like those really big shows sometimes they get theater releases interesting yeah i mean you're right they don't have to necessarily shoot it in one way or another Mm -hmm. um like they don't have to use imax right um but i think there are a lot of unknowns which makes it unlikely in my opinion but Mm -hmm. like don't put it past the big mouse and in that in that big big house he's got (laughs) (laughs) i think that's fair um so out of the list these are all the confirmed things and some rumors as well is there anything we didn't touch on for 2021 in star wars that you either think will happen expect to happen if not what are your top three favorite things or most anticipated out of what we talked about um you know i think uh why don't we both come up with a uh just like a prediction like just a wild prediction just something that hasn't been like i I don't know mine is i think they're gonna remaster kotor okay okay they're gonna they're gonna announce a remaster of knights of the old republic one um and they're probably gonna put it on the switch or something like that um but out of the the list that we just talked about probably the things that i'm most excited for number one would have to be the lego skywalker saga um i'm like really excited for the high republic but like just sort of like in a way that it's like kind of in the background like i'm excited for it though uh i so that's probably number two and then probably number three would be the bad batch i just want to see a sequel to the to the clone wars yeah i think okay so for a hype thing yeah i i've had this idea a little bit i i do want because think about like 2009 right there were a lot of battlefront spinoffs right there was a battlefront for the ds a battlefront for the psp i think there were two on the psp 
I want a Switch exclusive Battlefront that it looks like the Clone Wars. Like, that's the visual style. It just looks like the series. And it goes in on just all of the planets, all the big battles that we did in the Clone Wars. Make it play like classic Battlefront if you want, but like, just like Star Wars Battlefront, the Clone Wars. And it's like Ahsoka's on the cover, you got Rex next to her, and that's it, you know? That would be cool. Please. Um, Wait, uh, uh, this is just a random thing. Do you think that we'll ever get a Battlefront 3? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think so. I think we will. I really hope so. Um, In terms of what is confirmed, I'm with you on the Skywalker saga, but I don't know where, how high the hype is. I think it's more of just like a, I'm ready whenever. So yeah. I think for me, it's probably the Bad Batch at number one, just because I really, I want to see more of the Clone Wars arc and the story and see some of these characters again. Second, I'll say the Higher Public as well, because I'm really excited to see the uh, extent we go with this. And third, I'll say the Book of Boba Fett, just because Tamora Morrison saved that character for me. <laughs> so I'm excited to see him come back. Yeah, those are good choices, man. I mean, you can't go wrong. All of these are good choices. Yeah, I, I'm excited for all of these things. I can't wait for all of them. So. Me too. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good year for Star Wars, and it's gonna be an even better year for uh, Jedi Knights on Joy Clicks. Hell yeah! And we don't even know the extent. There could be a million things we don't know about coming this year. So, well, um, think about it. Like in 2020, did you think all those things were gonna happen? <laughs> no, I did not, Mike. No, <laughs> I truly. Well, I mean, didn't. like, yeah, on a, on a wider <laughs> scale, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what this year brings when it comes to Star Wars. But uh, we will for sure cover all of it uh every week jedi nice uh worth mentioning uh we have a new date new day for release um tuesdays tuesday nights on youtube and podcast services every week there is a bonus episode coming out this week uh that will be posting thursday on youtube and podcast feeds sort of a look back at mando season two and really digging in depth on mando as a character with special guest kale karloff so look forward to that but uh, until the next episode, Mike, where can the listeners find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, as always, at Mike P. Connors. Very nice. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok. Chun2D2, C-H-U-N, the number two, D, another number two. What a great handle. I, I'm glad I got it. You know what? And I got it everywhere, which is very nice. Like, yeah, you never get That never happens. Yeah, Chris N. Buckley... Uh, I for some reason I think I couldn't get somewhere I forget where it was but now I got Shanti D2 everywhere which is excellent that's really good um, okay <laughs> I, I was going to make a joke but it's not good um, we got this show available on YouTube podcast services like Apple Podcasts and Spotify under the banner of Jedi Knights if you can rate a review on your platform of choice be sure to look it up give us a 5 star rating if you enjoy the show because it helps us out and uh, stick around, subscribe for the new year. New content, new episodes every week. Um, we also have Patreon, patreon.com slash joyclicks. The $1 and $5 tiers. Five bucks gets you producer credit on all of our shows, including this one, and a shout out every week. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up the first episode back in the new year. So. What a great what a great episode back. I'm excited for what 2021 has in store. Hope I'm sure it's going to be better than 2020. So. Oh, I hope. <laughs>
Yeah, I literally am like, I'm sure it's going to be great. And then, like, uh, yeah, who knows? Like, a week from now, I could probably be regretting it. Yeah, so um, uh, that's going to do it here. Thanks for joining, folks. Mike, it's been a pleasure. As always, Christian. Mm -hmm. Uh, And until next week, we're fine. Everything's fine. How are you? May the force be with you. Oh, yes, 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 you're right. Beep is up.